This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities. Your possibilities. Possibilities. Hello, Andrew Jobling. This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. And it's great to be with you for another week. I have a fabulous guest this week. Well, I always have fabulous guests, as you know, but Bethany Boring does not live up to her name. That's for sure. It's unfortunate that her surname is Boring, but let me tell you, she's far from boring. Bethany is an amazingly inspiring lady. She lives in Florida. She has been born with significant physical challenges with her hearing, with her eyesight, with her physical appearance. Yet this lady, exudes joy, exudes passion, exudes purpose, and has been able to find, I guess, the secret of joy in her life. This is a wonderful podcast. Trust me, her story is powerful. You can just hear in her voice how much she loves and respects herself and how the challenges that she's faced in her life have led her to her purpose, and that is helping and inspiring other people. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Bethany Boring. Hello, Bethany. How wonderful to be with you. Yes, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, that's a pleasure. I threw you in the deep end, didn't I? Like this is a very last minute thing. I said, Bethany, let's do a podcast. And you're going, oh, I don't know if I can fit it in, but you have done it. So thank you so much. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Obviously, I wanted to interview someone fabulous and then you tick the box of fabulous. No doubt about it. I don't know where your surname came from, but it's no reflection of who you are as a person. We were just chatting before we started recording, weren't we? And I asked you, is the pronunciation any different than boring? And you said, no, it's boring. But it's not boring. So we're going to give you a bit of a French flair. Well, I was going to say, I love saying I don't have to live up to my last name. Exactly. Well, everything you do will prove that you are not your last name. That's for sure. But I was just saying, if we give it a little bit of a French flair, like a Boringa or Italian. Boringa. Yes, I love that. Bethany Boringa. Anyway, people will find out pretty quickly. You are definitely not boring. That's for sure. Even though that is your surname. Anyway, enough about your name. You're probably bored about all the time. No, no. So you're probably bored about talking about your surname. So we won't do that anymore. But Bethany, you are such an inspiring lady. You and I have known each other for many years, haven't we? Yes. You've written one book so far? One official book. One official, one official book. book. I've done and a lot I know of writing on the side, but one official book. And I know you've got another one in the pipeline, which is going to be amazing as well. And <laughs> we connected, I don't know how many years ago, it's probably ooh, five or six plus years ago. At least. Maybe more. Yeah, yeah probably more. And we've sort of spoken on and off and I've been watching a journey and you've got some challenges in life, but I love your attitude. You're amazing. And you are the mother of how many children? Like it's 75 kids or something like that, isn't it? No, my goodness. Oh, cry. Sorry. <laughs> I love kids enough. Three boys, ages nine, 12 and 14. Oh, it's only three. Oh, that's nothing. Oh, so, but they're three boys. I mean, come on. Boys are easy. What are you talking about? Just what? give them a ball to play with and let them rip. Off they go. They'll be fine. Oh, uh, okay. Clearly, okay. I have no kids and have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm hearing a book in the making already, but that's okay. <laughs> there you go. Everything's content. 
So you're a mother of three. You are a coach. You're a speaker. You are an author. Tell us a bit about a day in the life of Bethany Exciting. Nice. I like that. So I do a little bit of everything. I enjoy so much. What really puts a fire underneath me and have those people that are really trying to connect to their purpose and to really come alive. And so whether that's through speaking, whether that's through coaching, whether that's through writing, I love to encourage people to be who God created them to be, whatever that looks like. And yep. I just love being able to draw that out. And so sometimes I'm coaching, which is one-on-one or in group. Sometimes I'm doing that through writing. And sometimes it's just writing like social media posts. I mean, sometimes we underestimate the power of that, right? Yeah. And so I think sometimes as authors and creatives, we forget that invitation that we're constantly giving to people connecting through social media, connecting to that. So you're inviting people into what you get to do, which I love to be able to do that. And then speaking, which I love to speak. I love to share my story and I love the story in general. And I try to create, like, you know, share my story, share kind of what God's doing in my life and then have people encourage them to tell their story, whether it's in written form, whether it's an audio form, whether it's through their life, you know, what story yeah. are they writing? Awesome. And you are obviously a very devout Christian, as am I, and we both believe that God has a very strong impact on our lives and the choices that we make. Not everyone is. We know that. And we know that people have their own beliefs. Yeah. I just want to pick up on one thing you said, and you talked about helping people see the abilities and the talents and the strengths that they're God-given, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Whether you're a Christian and you believe in God, I don't think it matters. I don't believe it's luck that we exist. If you're listening to this, it's not luck that you're here on this planet. The odds against your birth is so great that there's no way this could be luck. It's miraculous. I mean, we are divinely created. Yeah. Now, whether you believe God did that or you don't believe God did that, everyone's here for a reason. And that's the bottom mm-hmm. line is there's no junk. There's a great yeah. saying, God made no junk. And everyone has got value. And I know a lot of people don't believe in that value. Yeah. How do you help people believe in their value? Hmm, I love that. I love that because I think a lot of people are looking for the next thing to do to get value. And although, yeah, that can be true. And a lot of people do that, but here's what happens. So it comes apart, I believe, in all of our lives. And to me, honestly, I think it happens a lot of different times is when whatever we're doing, when that becomes our identity and eventually that comes crashing. Like in my life, that's come crashing down several times with my vision loss, with my hearing loss, the very thing that I thought I could do. <laughs> it's like, nope, I can't do it that way anymore. I'm like, what? And that's when I really realized more that when everything's stripped away that I can do, what's left? Who am I as a person? And one thing I learned ever since I was a little kid, and I was telling somebody the story the other day, ever since I was a little kid, I would seriously be up late at night with paper and a pen. Even if I couldn't spell, I would have to tell somebody and I'd have to encourage them because I would see something that God's doing in my life. So I'd write these huge journal entries all about them. And I would literally steal, not that I would still do this now, but I would steal stamps because I wanted to make sure that person got that. Like a little kid. And so when everything's stripped away, that's still there. Like I see that in people and that just brings fire underneath me. I could be having the worst day ever and I can see what God's doing in somebody else and point that out to them. And that's when I realized, okay, it's not necessarily about what I can do. It's about who am I, even if nobody else is there, I'm still that encourager. That's perfect, Bethany. I mean, that's awesome. And that's such a strong message because I know, like you, I've spent a lot of my life chasing external success, external achievement to feel good about me. And I've just come back from a 
three-day yeah, trip yeah. speaking and telling people about mm-hmm. that and trying to encourage them to know that you're good enough just as you are, the person you are. Yes. You need to go in, not go out. Go within yeah. and look at those incredible strengths and qualities that you have because you can never lose those. As you said, Bethany, you said you're losing your sight and your hearing, and we'll talk more about that. Where those things are gone, what's left? Well, what's left is what's inside, what's in the heart yes. of Bethany Boring. And there's lots, isn't there? Lots to do, lots <laughs> to give, lots to share with people, which is pretty amazing. Well, and that's why I love digging into that. Like, I'm just so naturally curious about, ooh, what's their story? You know, like everybody's got a story, right? And I'm so curious digging into that. And I think when you are with someone in any conversation, like right now, Andrew, the conversation that we're having, we're going to step away. And at some point, there's going to be something that clicks back to this. And there's going to be something that going on right now, just by our connection, that develops who we are, that comes out in who we are. You know what I'm saying? And so anytime that we get involved with the conversation with somebody else, we're inviting that person into who we are. And if we're not... If we haven't discovered that, we can't invite somebody into that. We can't have that deep community with anybody. No. And so that's why I love to do that because when you can invite that person in, when you can have those deep conversations with other people, they become alive inside and their story comes alive too. And to invite someone in means you've actually got to be open and vulnerable and real yes. and raw. You can't invite someone in and ask them to share about their story and then keep a wall up and not share about yourself. And I think that's a two-way street, communication, yes. community, connection, That connection comes from that honesty. And I think there's so many people scared of sharing. They don't want to tell their story. They don't want to be judged or they don't want to be ostracized. And I've always held Mm -hmm. on to who I really believe myself to be because I thought no one would love me if they knew it. Yeah. And I think it takes one person to start, right? But see, that person that starts, they've had an experience somewhere where they, A, know their story. But B, they know their story is in their value and who God has created them to be. So they're not ending with whatever it is that's going on. Because I think some of us begin and end with the trauma or the bad part of our life. But somebody that's really done the work, somebody that's really dove deep into that, they can offer a safe place to connect for that other person. Because they're like, hey, I can relate to this. Or, hey, this is how part of my story. And then not only is this part of my story, you have a story too. So let's sit there and process this together. So you're not saying this is my only story. This is my only viewpoint. Sometimes you're inviting that other person because they got a totally different view, right? They're always reframing something comes for us, but we have to invite that person into that. We have to create a safe space first before you can invite somebody else into that. Absolutely. Well, no one's going to share their story if you're covering up yours anyway, because if you're pretending to be this perfect person, which there are people out there that try and be flawless, I'm okay, everything's good. And then people aren't going to share with you really because they're going to feel inadequate maybe because you come across so well-spoken or so successful or whatever. And the bottom line is, come on, peeps, we're all struggling. We've all got challenges. We're all flawed. We're all imperfect. We all have things we've done and said that we regret and wish we had done and said we've made poor choices. We've made mistakes. We've stuffed things up. We've all done it. Live it. Love it. Own it. Because yes. it's who you are at the core. I mean, that's our yeah. story. Be proud of your story. Don't run from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we can show up like that, that makes more people more comfortable being around us. Like I know in coaching and I know, especially speaking, man, I've had some times where I'm like, y'all, I'm just here. <laughs> you know, this is what you get. This is me. There's no other version. And I think that makes people more comfortable because they're like, well, yeah, Bethany, you're the same person on stage. Than you are in your writing, than you are in your coaching. Like, we know what we're going to get. You know what I'm saying? 
And I think when you do your work, you can do, I think I see that in you, Andrew, like you're writing and here, and you're the same guy. Like, I don't think I've ever met a different version of you, which tells me that you've done your work and you can show up and you can have these deep conversation podcasts because you've done your work and you can show up and you invite people into your story each time you show up on here. Thank you. So we're going to have a break, Bethany, and then we're going to come back and I want to hear your story. And I want you to get real and raw and vulnerable. Okay. Yep. For that. All right, let's do it. Okay, we'll be back. Be inspired, be engaged, get motivated and make real change in your life and the people around you. Andrew Jobling knows how to inspire. On stage, he's riveting and engaging. Andrew is helping audiences around the world live their best life. Book him for a face-to-face or an online event. Go to andrewjobling.com.au to find out more. Bethany, there's so much power in storytelling, isn't there? When you're at school and you've got to read textbooks, I mean, like, come on. No one ever keeps their maths textbook or their science textbook. As soon as they finish school, they burn it. And even in the (laughs) self-help space, there's so many books out there, you know, the five tips to goal setting, the seven steps to becoming a person of influence, the blah, 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 blah. No one cares about Mm -hmm. the steps. No one wants to be told what to do. We want to be inspired. Mm, yeah. So, Bethany, inspire us. I was there you go. For that. The pressure's on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you will inspire us, but I want to hear about the story. <laughs> Tell us a bit about your background and some of the challenges you've gotten. How you show up every single time I speak to you. You've got a smile on your face. You radiate positivity and joy and love and compassion, yet your hearing's disappearing your eyesight's disappearing you i think last time we spoke you said you're going to lose both of those is that correct there's a good chance at some point you're not going to be able to see or hear and here you are still with this amazing smile on your face and just Mm -hmm. this courage and Mm -hmm. strength and you're an amazing lady for sure tell us a bit about how it all began for you yeah so i've always had physical challenges since day one um if you google what's called charge syndrome that's something I was born with. It's a combination of various different physical challenges. And yeah, so it's been my story, but my parents were amazing and they raised me in such a way that, you know what, nothing holds you back and you just do it. In fact, I remember like, even as a young kid learning how to play soccer and if you, and I know soccer is probably big over there where you have to, you know, if you do the correct throw in, uh, you put the head ball all the way behind your head and you throw it. And back in elementary school, I would just heave it with one hand and the referee, no, you have to put both hands behind your head. And so I'd be up late at night with the ball and just constantly learning how to do it, no matter how hard it hurts, this hand to do it. I would make it go all the way back and do it because I wanted to do a correct one. And I did. Nothing holds you back. You just do it. You just learn how to do it. And I know when rubber met the road, for me, is that I always struggle like, okay, God, like, you say you're a loving God, you said you're a great creator, but how does that translate? <laughs> like I would look in the mirror and I'd see somebody that, you know, blind in one eye, partially blind in their right eye, completely deaf in one ear, partially deaf in the right ear, facial palsy, pacemaker, one short right arm. I mean, just so many things like this doesn't make any sense. Why would a loving God create something like this that I can't do? I couldn't keep up with a lot of people, no matter how hard I tried. It just didn't make any sense. So were you born with all of those conditions? So the blind in yes. one eye, partially blind in the other, deaf in one ear, yep. partially deaf in the other, one arm shorter than the other. That's all how that. you came out. Yes. Well, you were blessed, weren't you? 
Yeah, exactly, you are, right? Isn't it interesting? Because people say, oh, how unlucky. But wow, what a platform you have to inspire and help people. Yeah, and that's what it was because it's just, it's one of those things where, and I'm not knocking anybody's stories. I know there's so many different stories out there. Like I know so many kiddos with charge syndrome that, I mean, are just, they're just in a more challenging, in my opinion, it's more challenging space than I am. And I know other people that are don't totally different wavelengths. So I think sometimes we hear these stories with people with physical challenges and we go, well, okay, they put them on a chart. You know, this is where you're at. The truth is the more that I've talked to, we all have such a unique, amazing story and you're all trying to get over this hurdle, which is, okay, with what I've been given, what am I supposed to do with this? No matter, this is a gift. What am I supposed to do with this? And how is this supposed to work out for my life? And so for me, it's been like, okay, and, and even right now, as I'm going through this additional vision loss and hearing loss and having to walk this out with my kids, you know, one of the things that I'm um, going through right now is called cane training. And so those with vision loss know you got the white cane and and it's got the little ball on the end and, you know, you have to go back and forth and learn how to take it places. And so one of our last trips, we're on the airport going through this and there, you know, I got the cane and going back and forth. And there's one guy was watching, you just tell, like, he just had this look on his face and you can tell I was looking over in his direction. He's like, you can see, I'm like, blindness has a huge spectrum, bro. <laughs> you know, so we had to talk. And the blindness is a huge spectrum. I can still see a little bit. Yes. And I use this for, in order to see like how close I am to people, especially in large crowds. But it opened the door because like you have kids. And I'm like, yeah, these are my three boys. And this is where we're at. And he's like, tell me more about that. Because he's got a friend who is visually challenged. And he's just like, I don't understand. Here you are traveling in the airport with three kids. And can you encourage my friend? And so we got connected and I got to meet his friend later on down the road. And you just never know because sometimes people don't know what they haven't experienced, right? And so that's been my passion is to always invite people, regardless of what their story is, invite people into more experience because some people don't feel safe sharing their story because they've never been invited to. They've never been invited into a safe environment to share. And they're real vulnerable is being scared. Like, I'm scared. Like, yes, I can't do much at night anymore. There's days that I go to sleep and I wonder, okay, when I wake up in the morning, am I going to be able to really see my kids' faces? When I wake up in the morning, am I going to be able to hear my kids' laughter? But at the same time, I'm also reminded that I've done a lot of work and not perfect, mind you, definitely not perfect. But when I'm still, that is almost where my joy becomes greater. Where does that joy mm -hmm. come from, Bethany? <laughs> It comes from knowing who I am, knowing how God created me to be, but also knowing that I'm here for a purpose and knowing that I'm created just the way that he wanted me to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's amazing. Yeah. That's such a strong, strong message, Bethany, because I can imagine you look at yourself in the mirror and you see what you can see, you see imperfect, depending on how you look at yourself. If you're looking at yourself through earthly eyes, if you're looking at yourself from totally a physical thing, you'd say, well, I've got one arm shorter than the other and my eyes and my facial, it's not perfect. And if that's how you look at yourself, unfortunately, that's how so many people look at themselves. They look yeah. for symmetry and they look for my nose is crooked or my eyes are not the color or one eye is a different color to the other eye or I've got a scar or a birthmark where I don't want it. And we look at the wrong things, don't we? We're looking for things that we feel like portray beauty but beauty is not how you look physically beauty is what 
you portray from the inside. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because you can talk to lots of different people and you see the ones that are empirically very attractive, yet you can tell they don't love themselves. They lack self-worth and they're maybe angry or they're bitter or whatever. And you go, oh, they're actually not that attractive, really. But then you come across someone else that you would say physically, well, they're not that stunning person. But when you get to know them and their joy that just floods out of them and their attitude to life, you go, wow, that's a person I want to hang around. That's a person I want to be with. And it's got nothing to do with how they look. It's how they make me feel. Yes, and that's what sure. you do, Bethany. That is what you do. You've well, just exude this beauty, this inner beauty. That's amazing. Well, so joy is the experience you have when others are glad to be with you no matter what. No matter what. And I've had others in my life that have had to show that to me because I've not never really experienced that until now. But then also it's one of those practices of appreciation. Whereas, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you'd be in the middle of a moment and you're like, oh man, I wish I had a camera for this. I wish I could just like freeze frame it. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things that I've been aware of these moments, even if it's with my kids, even if it's with other people, whatever that looks like, freeze frame it. And then I journal about it later. I'm like, okay, God, make this an appreciation moment for me. What was I feeling? What was I sensing? How did my body feel? What was going on around me? Jesus, where were you in that moment when all this was happening? And then when I can experience those appreciation moments with other people, that literally rewires the brain. Appreciation has changed everything for me because you're right. When I can look at the mirror, I can choose. I have that choice. I have that power. God has given me that power. I can choose to see what's not right, or I can choose to see how God created me. Those are two different things. Yeah. And God didn't create us to have a six pack and buns of steel and Amen. You know, I mean, you can have that stuff if you want it, but God created us for a purpose. We're all on this planet for a purpose. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle because they don't feel worthy. I've got no purpose. But everyone does. We have it. it Yeah. We're looking for somebody to hand it to him. This is your purpose. Here you go. And that's not how you do that. You have to discover it for yourself and you have to have those right people with you that have that curiosity that make it a safe place to walk that journey with you. It doesn't just happen. You know, it has to be, you have to have purpose to find purpose. You have to look for it, you know, in the right places. So, yeah. Often that purpose comes out of some kind of adversity, doesn't it? Or challenge or poor choice or something you learned, something you overcome. And then all of a sudden you go, wow, this is how I can help people. This is the impact I can make on this world because I've learned through my own journey. Yeah. Anyway, let's have another quick break, Bethany, and we'll come back. This has been awesome. Just a short, powerful conversation. We'll be back in a sec. Career well-being is an essential piece of the wellness puzzle. One third of our lifetimes are spent working, with each and every one of us facing challenges along the way. Where do you go to be heard and feel supported? We've created Hexcom, the community app to help you with your career well-being. A safe place to learn, share advice and gather insights, empowering you to pursue your dreams and achieve fulfilment in your career. Download the Hexcom app in the App Store and Google Play today. Well, Bethany, absolutely fabulous conversation so far. So we've talked about a few things, and there are a few key things that I think just to reinforce. We talked about the power of story and power of our own story. We talked about our own identity and who we are, not necessarily what we want to look like or aspire to or achieve. And we also talked about purpose 
And I think there are three very, very key things that if people could walk away from this conversation really believing more in themselves and owning their story and being proud of their story, not running from it or being ashamed by it, if they could start to find out who they are at the core and love that person, irrespective of how much money's in the bank, how they look, what they do for a job. And then the purpose thing, that question that, how do I find my purpose? Yeah. So give us a few final thoughts on each of those areas, how you can help people be more open and willing to share of themselves, Mm -hmm. be able to learn to love themselves irrespective of that story. But also, how then do they use that story to maybe start the process of finding their purpose? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that actually coincidentally fits in the three key areas that I focus on with coaching and writing and my whole entire step out into right coaching is to, first of all, renew the mind. That's where we started. And a lot of the people that I work with right now, and everybody comes from different backgrounds, not all are Christians, to be honest, uh, but a lot of my leaders, and they have not ever really experienced community and they're burning out because they're trying to do it all themselves. Hmm, sounds familiar. I think we've all been in that situation. I think we have. The very, yeah, right? And so the very first thing we work on is renewing the mind. Is that really what, what thought processes are going on? Not only that, what do I even think about what I'm doing right now? Do I even want to do what I'm doing right now? We go back to really just find those negative beliefs that are going on. And but not only that, when you look in the mirror, like we talked about earlier, what do you see? And then stepping back and God, what do you see? And what do you want to see? A lot of that's just really just um, the work that we get to do. And then we go to refueling your community. But here's the thing. Healing, thriving happens in community. When we have a safe place, and the safe is the key, because I think a lot of times we're so, we got the story and we just want to share it. But here's what happens. A lot of times we get so excited and we share our story, and then it's not received in the right Or we're still hurting. And we're sharing this and we're coming in with these big emotions and we're met by, okay, we'll pray for you. (laughs) That's a Christian answer. Or, okay, that's nice. And they walk away and you're going, why did I even risk that? Like I gave you what was the most precious thing to me. It felt like you just let it go and stomped all over it. So one of the things we work on is creating a safe environment for those communities to happen. And not only that, how do I offer my story in a way where we kind of ease into it? You don't just drop it all at one time. Okay, that person has to earn it. But not only that, on a receiving end, when you're hearing someone tell their story, you can give them certain choices. Like, hey, how would you like me to be with you in that story? And give them some choices. That puts it right back in their hands and how they handle it. That's a respectful way. And a lot and a lot of people haven't learned how to do that. Yeah. And then the last thing was about renewing the mind, refueling the community, and then also reclaiming a God-given purpose. And that's when you get to purpose, because once you've understood the mindfulness and you've really been able to translate it into emotional regulation, you're able to be in community with other people. You're ready to be with other joy-fueled and Jesus-led people. And then you can go and you have your purpose, because not only that, you're experiencing it in that community, you're living it out, and it's not necessarily anything that you're doing. It's who you are. Those people are glad to be with you no matter what, and that's joy. And so yep. you literally rewire in your mind and redoing your experience, and you get your experience with other people. I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. And a lot of what you're talking about, obviously, community is a big part of this, and the people you choose to become part of yes. your community is critical. 
You need to choose the right people because we are defined by our associations, really. You will behave like your community. Mm -hmm. A community's got a personality and there are some communities which the personality is ugly and some of the things that community, those that group of people do is not healthy and it's not respectful and it's not responsible. Mm -hmm. And if you want to stay in that group or that community, you have to act that way. You become the community. You act like that. So if you want great things in your life, if you want the joy and you want the forgiveness and you want the love and you want the purpose, you've got to find that community. You've got to yeah. connect with other people that are on the same path. And that can be challenging. And that's hard for a lot of people because people are born into a community and that's what they know. And often that community leads them down a very dangerous, dark path. Yes. So it takes a lot of courage to get out of that community and find another one. If someone's listening to this and they're in that situation where maybe it's quite a negative family environment or they've fallen into the wrong crowd and they know it, they know that the things they're doing are not right and it's grinding against their values and their ethical standards, how do you help people break free from that and find that community that'll lift them and guide them and help them move forward in life? Yeah, well, that's huge. Well, first of all, if there is someone out there, and I know there are that are going through this and you happen to find this podcast right now, first of all, that's awesome. But I also know how hurtful that is and the pain that's associated with that because you're right there on the outskirts. You feel like you've been in this, quote, swimming pool with all these amazing people, but all of a sudden the waves are getting too big and you're seeing what's happening to them and you don't want to be a part of it anymore. So you're on the edge of this, but then you're like, well, where's the next place for me? And you're in that weird space where it really feels like you're all alone. I just really feel like I just need to say, I see you. I think Andrew's been in a similar situation before. You're not alone. So if you're feeling that, you're not alone, first of all. But second of all, what I get to do in the coaching is I get to have people experience what it's like to be in community with people who are glad to be with them no matter what. Because here's the thing, when we offer a community and coaching environment, those people coming into that are doing their work too. It's not pretty. It's hard. But when you have people that are walking through maturity, which is emotional maturity, but also spiritual maturity together, it creates an amazing environment where you don't have to be anything but yourself. (laughs) You really are glad to be with people no matter what. So you get to experience that, but also they're going through their own individual coaching journey where they're learning more about themselves, where they're doing more skills, where they're learning how to do life differently. So it's a deconstruction, but it's also a reconstruction. Yeah. And that's what we get to offer. Yeah, that's good. I like what you said, to deconstruct before you reconstruct. Because I think anyone coming into a community where it's positive and loving and affirming and joyful, it's uncomfortable. Like, I know you come into it and you're suspicious. It's like, what's the catch? How can they be so friendly? Why are they offering to help me? What are they after? People come into that environment very, very skeptically. And so you've got to take the time to really open your heart, open your mind and trust that, you know what, not everyone's out to get you. Not everyone's trying to take advantage of you. There are people that genuinely want to help you and be there for you. And I think that's the hardest step for a lot of people who are trying to break free. I'm only recently a Christian, Bethany, and I remember going to church for the first time a few years ago, and it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, People were so friendly. And I'm going, (laughs) what? What do you want? What are you after? What are you trying to do? And it took quite a while for me to really trust Mm -hmm. in God and trust that these people had my best interest at heart. 
But when you get to that point, wow, life's a different place for sure. So, look, I know we're very short on time, Bethany, and I'm so grateful for you chatting today. So let me ask you, how do people find you? If they would like to be coached by you or just have an initial conversation with you, how do they do yes. that? Yes, you can go to stepoutandthrive.com. Or if you're in a hurry, you can just go to my link page at bethanyboring.com. And would love to just sit down. I love having conversations with people. I love to have just these discovery calls with people where I can sit down and spend an hour with you and just connect and see what it is that you're looking for and see if we can be a good fit together, especially Christian leaders and those that feel like they're completely on the edge of burnout. Those are my passion. I love to work with leaders like that, men and women both, different ages, everything. And so you can connect at stepoutandthrive.com. You can also find a link on there to join the Step Out and Thrive Challenge groups. Every month I offer on the Facebook group, I offer one new connection skill that you can put into practice right now. And so love to be able to help and support people and connect. Awesome. Wonderful. So if you're listening to this, I really want to encourage you to reach out to Bethany, have a conversation. She's very easy to talk to, and I guarantee you will feel better after you've chatted to her. Anyway, Bethany, thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful chatting with you, and I look forward to the wonderful things you continue to put out into this world. So thank you very much. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for everything you've done to help me do that. I really appreciate you as well. (laughs) You're welcome. A fabulous conversation with Bethany, inspiring. I just always feel better after talking to Bethany. I just feel full, full of life, full of love, full of joy, ready to go out and do stuff. And all the things that I complain about just seem to pale into insignificance when I think about what Bethany's going through. She's losing her hearing and her sight. So I really don't have anything to complain about, really. Even with all those challenges, she's still able to find this incredible joy and find purpose in her life, which I think is amazing. So I really want to encourage you to reach out to Bethany. She's a wonderful coach. She's a wonderful guide and mentor to help you truly find your purpose and live your very, very best life. So if you want to find her, you go to her website, which is stepoutandthrive.com, and you can find out how to reach out to her from that website. But please do. It's absolutely worthwhile. Thanks to Jeff and the team at Hexcom for sponsoring the podcast. Appreciate everything you're doing in the career wellbeing space, and I'm very grateful that you are helping me get my message out to the world. Thanks for being with me again this week. I know it's been an awesome conversation as always, and I know there'll be people you know that will need to hear that conversation from Bethany, so I really would encourage you to share this with them. That would be wonderful. I'll also encourage you to be back with me again next week because I know I'm going to have another incredible guest. I'll be with you then. My name's Andrew Jobling. This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. 